as Fergal alluded to there, we're still hitting a lot of ball from inside our 45, maybe 70 or 80 yards into our full forward line. And, you know, it's given the team an easy chance to counter-attack against us. And, you know, again, there was no goal threat today. And we're kind of hoping that Aim O'Shea will bring that throughout the season as well, where, you know, it just seemed very... Um, orthodox inside in terms of two against three and you know there's not much low ball going in there's not much ball coming from our midfielders or our half forward line in front of our full forwards and you know we're going to have to create more of a goal threat during the season and maybe play three inside at, at times in the game as well so there are a couple of areas I'd like us to see maybe changing and get more consistent on this season compared to the last two. The Maroon and White Pod brought to you by CityLink. For bookings, timetables, updates and any other information, head to citylink.ie. Now you're welcome along to the Maroon and White Pod. Uh, I'm joined this evening by Craig Lally and Angus Callanan to look at where the Galway Senior Hurlers are as they prepare for round three and the big trip to Corrigan Park this weekend against Antrim. But just before we do that, uh, we're going to have a look at the Fitzgibbon Cup and just talk about some of the club management updates. Just on the Fitzgibbon as a whole, Angus, there was huge expectation this year for University of Goa to go all the way. A lot of the Goa contingent obviously involved there. After winning the league, a lot of people were, were expecting them to go all the way and win the Fitzgibbon, but it was just heartbreak for them. Um just coming up narrowly short and did have the opportunity against UL to send it extra time, but that shot just went wide in the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they've put in a huge effort, I believe, all year. Um, you know, Fitzgibbon is, is kind of a strange competition in that you can you can be lucky, you know, you, you can have guys get injured or, or um, you know, you've county lads getting flogged at the weekend and then you're only getting them back in during the week. You don't know what kind of shape they're in or whatever, like, you know. So, um, as you said, like it was, well, sorry, you know, the, the last book of the game, more or less, to get blocked down and then it was a good score and, and then they had another opportunity and just didn't convert it. Like, it was a tough evening. Conditions, maybe I'd say, didn't suit UCG's style of hurling that much, really, you know, to sort of, like to contain but keep possession and and you know the, the pitch just looked in shock and condition really and and I don't think that suited them overall so yeah they'd be a bit of disappointed uh, you know that management team has been there for a few years so you just have to see what kind of crop of players come again next year when when uh, you see the intake in September and see who you're left with essentially you know yeah it was really a year a lot of people were tipping them Craig to go all the way yeah they had a great panel of players and. Um... As I said, just to get a look on the day, it was just awful despite the way it finished up. And um, I think the conditions in general were poor for the whole tournament, even for the final. Like it just, as Angus said, sometimes the best team doesn't always win. And like that was the case um, within UIG. I think that they, they definitely, between themselves and UL, they probably had two strongest panels. But Mary I won. Like if you look at the final, it was, it was, it was an awful freeze. It was just, it turned into a free taking competition really for a finish. Like there was very little sports to play and I think that down to conditions and the pitch and stuff that was played in and that can happen sometimes if it's given and I think overall they'd have to be disappointed um, they probably like they, they were probably the better team really in the semi-final from what I've seen in the end um, but yeah as I said like that that group of players now is probably there's a lot of those coming to their, their final term now that won't be there next year and um, it'll be interesting to see what sort of a group they have coming next year 
Yeah, there is a pretty good freshers team coming. They won the freshers last year as well, and there's a good team coming. So definitely um still plenty of talent there. Funny actually you mentioned the uh Fitzgibbon Cup final. There's still a goalie contention involved. Uh Phil McDonough with Mary I uh played really well. Your own club man, Queeby Marin came on as well, Craig. Uh and then on the opposite side, we obviously have Declan McLaughlin was injured, of course, then for Mary I, but on the opposite side, you had TJ Brennan, um, a fullback for UL, and well, Sean O'Hanlon, a player who's been released from the Galway squad, but looking at it, when you're looking at that game, he, like, he put in a fantastic performance. Yeah, the, um, yeah, good to see our own club and there, Cleveland coming on for the last 10 minutes doing a job. He actually came on for Phil McDonough, um, so one goal I meant for another, but it was great for Cueving. Um, He's really pushed on in the last two years. Um, he's corner forward for us this year. He was kind of coming on last year. He had a good, good year for us this year. He actually hurt his shoulder to start Fitzgibbon um, in the group stages and got back um, in time to play, come on in the final. I think he actually hurt, I actually heard he hurt the turn of the week again at training, but he was good enough, or able enough to come on in the last few minutes. So I was delighted for Cueve. Um, Sean Hannan had a great game on the flip side for, for um, UL. Um you know, like plenty to offer. I would have thought as well on on the Galway panel. Um, bit of a shocker. He was one of those seven dropped. To be, to be honest, um, you know, I, I thought he'd he'd really, really good two years there with club championship with more as well. Um, one of the standout players in the club. So look at his decision. But uh, no, I, I like it was, it was great to see so many Galway players overall. I was actually looking at a stat there that I you know where it popped up in GA dad or something on Twitter during the week about. The counties with the most and um, just given panelists, I think, and go up there in the in the top three. So I think it was um, seven, seventy nine, I think it was overall. Yeah, that it was. Yeah. yeah. So like, it was great to see so many lads involved from, from the county, like, and um, especially outside of of NUIG, like in GMIT, because obviously they they're very Galway strong, but in the other and the other um, in Limerick in particular, there's a lot of Galway lads as well. It was just on that uh, Sean O'Hanlon um, was obviously a player dropped and a surprise for a lot of people but maybe Phil McDonough was a player that not a lot of people in Galway were aware of he has that injury trouble but he, he did some job on Colin Coughlin at the weekend He did in fairness um, you know Colin Coughlin didn't really have much influence on the game I know he got a point towards the end there but um, you know it's a great shop window uh, for, for the kind of fringe players on, on county panels with Kevin Cup, like, you know, you're coming up against, you know, Marquee, well, not necessarily a Marquee, but certainly an inter-county player um, and you're pitting himself in, in a real, real competitive environment. Like, you know, Fitzgibbon is, is not, you know, just marginally a step below senior inter-county at the real top end. Like, um, the intensity is, I would say, unmatched in terms of club level, any underage inter-county. It, it's, you know, you, all the supporters are usually in on top of the pitch for games. It's, you know, cut and trust. Everybody knows each other. You know, it, it's it's real dog-eat-dog. Dog. So it's a, it's a great shop window for guys to show what they can do, you know. And like Sean O'Hallon was in the top 10 scores in the Fitzgibbon overall from play. like So it, it's, a, it's a great um, opportunity for these guys to put themselves forward. I mean, Colin Malloy the same way, you know, he was the top scorer from play in the, in the competition. So like, uh, I think it, it, it is, Maybe not given the respected needs, really, from intercounty managers, in my opinion. This thing of, you know, Gerald O'Connor there having to play four games in two weeks, like, that's crazy, like, really, you know. 
Exactly. I mean, you know, in my opinion, these guys will be much better served uh, playing these good quality um, games, you know, to the full of their health rather than coming in after a weekend have been, you know, maybe training twice over a weekend or playing a challenge match or whatever. Like the, the year is long enough. I mean, what are we now? Mid-February, the, the, the given is finished. So like these guys, I, in my opinion, should be given more time to play if it's given cup rather than having to be going in playing Walsh Cup and other little games like that. Four days as well between the semi-final and the final, like with the intensity of them games. You're asking for trouble there as well. It used to be two games over a weekend. Yeah, I that's right. You know yeah. what I mean? So like uh, you are and you are and you have to finish it up quick as well. Like, But I suppose that was the beauty of it too with the weekend. It brought all four teams into one City away, you know. Remember, we went to Carlo and Athlone and a few other places. Like it, it was a great bonding weekend as well. So it had it had that going for it as well in terms of the camaraderie it would bring bring to lads. Are the panels big enough in the league to play without your Fitzgibbon players? But I mean, you're only going to be without one or two. I mean, you you know, like only four teams make the final. Like so, so how many players are literally are you going to be down by the time the league starts? Like. Very few, I'd say two or three, maybe a handful from each each panel. So I, I, I just think I think county players should be releasing the lads to play it and not have them worrying about playing another league game at the weekend. Would you agree there, Craig? I would, yeah, I would, yeah. In all fairness, like I know there's a situation towards the Walsh Cup, but the like with the likes of the Walsh Cup, there's enough of players brought in and a panel big enough in inter county to be testing enough people without having to play fits. Um, during the week and then playing Walsh Cup at the weekend or worrying about having to play a half or coming off in the Fitz game if you're well ahead or any of that sort of stuff like there's no need for it really like panels panels now inter-county panels in Walsh Cups are 45, 50 45 people anyway definitely like if you look at the the Galway panel there was 7 acts straight away after the Walsh Cup like which brought it down to mid-30s so there's, there's, still, there's, there's still 38 in there now yeah so 45 of a panel yeah. for the Walsh Cup like there was well and the Thomas's lads were you know there was, there was only for them like so the outside of that and that's rare enough like you know what I mean that an Ireland Ireland final is going to pull players off from from a club scene so it's definitely doable like and I, it is it's it's madness like and I know that's the way it was in the past thing is when you're playing it two days in a row but the way the world the way the game has gone now and the way the technology is and the recoveries and the focus on recovery it's it's still like, there's no need to be playing it like over uh, semi-finals and the Wednesday night and finals a final on a Saturday leave it for another week like as you said, like it, it's it's basically inter county standard. Do you know what I mean? Like I even wouldn't know one of our own club mates there, Jason Dunhu. Like like he wasn't on the UL panel, like and like he'd be on most in senior teams in the county. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's that standard now. Like so there's, there's no need to be dogging the players, I think. And as Inga said, like it's a great shop window for the likes of Phil or these as it aren't maybe getting a chance at the county panels to show themselves. Like so I've geez, I remember going to LIT Max back in the day there when it was my age, Willie Highland and and Joe and these guys were playing for LIT. They were absolutely crackers of matches. Like so, I just think you probably should be given a bit more respect and not putting down the venues either. Like, but where the semi-finals and the final was played as well is not good enough. Like, if you think about the standard of pitches now these days, like I think it took a small bit from the semi-final and final. Just on the pointing, as you mentioned, uh, Colin Malloy, Sean O'Hanlon, Jim McDonough, all these players. Do they still have an opportunity to call back in to the Galway panel for the ones that weren't involved or earn a call up, or do you think 
Gower just setting their ways with the panel at the minute? I'd say it's unlikely to to to, mm. to change now, really, throughout the league, bar, barring a couple of injuries. You know that that's my honest opinion. You you have to be realistic about it. Like what 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 opportunity are these guys going to get to to show themselves unless they're brought in for a training game or something and perform incredibly well? Um, that's kind of your only opportunity usually uh, at this stage to get to get another call up. Usually at the end of the league, there'll be another reshuffle and and might be some changes then, but. Uh, if you've only been dropped last week and you play well again, you're you're not going to get you're not going to get a call. It's the way the the, the club championship is restructured now as well. Like you know, they used to have the two games in April. You built a bit of a shop window there to mm. do something and show yourself. The fact that club championship doesn't start now until till August, like it's like county management aren't going to go around looking at league games for players. Like you know what I mean. So it's going to be it's, it'd be very very hard to get back in when you don't have a chance to to showcase really. Is there any player that's not involved with Galway that you feel should be involved? Honestly, I don't think so. I, I, at the minute, I, like I, that question was put after the the Walsh Cup, I suppose, and the disappointing to finish the Walsh Cup. Walsh Cup, and was there many lads that maybe aren't there that could make it better? And like the answer that I was talking to most people was that the best of what's there is there at the minute, like no one. Um, I know there's a lot to come back when you look at the Tipperary game there is a lot of lads still to come back and I'm sure we'll touch on it later on like, but there's no one stand out at the minute to me any that maybe isn't getting their opportunity Yeah I mean in fairness to, to, to the management like over the last three years you know they, they have they've churned through a lot of guys um, in terms of being on training panels or you know even league panels or Walsh Cup panels etc like so um, I'm sure that would have been one of their first tasks was to scour the county and try and find new ones. I mean, there's they're, they're even introducing you know you new younger guys again who have been on the panel for a year or two, even last weekend. Like so, again, I you know this countless amount of players that have been been and gone in that panel in the last three years. So I don't I don't think there's anyone stand out, Paul. That's that's not involved. Yeah, there's a lot of players have got their opportunities there just now like being part of the Galway panel you're after two league games when you involved yourself there Craig what's this period like when you have your week break and you're going into the third round does, does it go up a notch or what's it like being a player at the minute yeah it'll definitely go up a notch after the result of last day against Tipperary anyway like they won't be happy with that at all and Look, I suppose you're at a situation now as well. The Walsh Cup is over. There's probably a lot of testing done in regards to trying to blood in new faces. And you know, I, I'm sure the management team will be looking at it and saying, right, we've tried and tested a good few players now. A lot of the players have got their opportunity over Walsh Cup in the first two games. I know you've entered them at the weekend, so it's probably another case of maybe giving another chance. Then the knuckles down to Dublin. And then I'm sure they're at, they're, they've pinpointed the Limerick game for a long time now and really getting close to your championship team out against Limerick and like, there's a lot of players still to come back and um, I know there's a few players there that have niggles and stuff like that that starting team but like when you look at the Tipperary game the last day and if you know, it probably was there for the taking for a finish but overall the best team probably won in the day and um, I think that you you really need to focus in now on maybe after the game at the weekend focus in on trying to get your best team forward they're thereabouts for Dublin, but definitely come Limerick, like as close as you can to championship. And that's the way people be thinking, or the lads will be thinking now. Oh, I'm sure they probably have a 15 a side game 
or had a 15 aside game maybe at the weekend and the lads that had their opportunity are trying to keep in the jersey and I'm sure the lads that are coming back the likes of Dahi who hasn't played much um, Wheelow the Mannions uh, Joey Cooney I know is back training again now all these type of lads the more experienced lads 802 he was back in the panel there the last day um, Shane Cooney the Thomas that's back in now for the last couple of weeks that they'll be all pushing and shoving and they'll be driving the other lads and like the, the opportunity is there for two or three lads still to put their name forward and get, get on that team that maybe weren't there last year um, so any lad that might have got a chance in the last five or six weeks I'm sure they're absolutely chomping at the bit putting their hand up trying to get on that and like you've seen it down through the years there like if you, if you stake a position in the league and you get your get your foot in in the league the job is to make sure you don't lose the jersey and I'm sure they'll be thinking that like and that's the Antrim game at the weekend like I'm sure they're probably thinking right put, put your hand up here have yourself in a position that you can't get dropped from the Dublin game same thing against Dublin Going into the Limerick game, which is the big game at the end, make sure that you're you just you, you can't nobody can take that jersey off because you're on a run of form. I'm sure there was a lot of lads over the weekend that got a shock when they're making Dyberg in the Ryan Cup. <laughs> uh seeing he was lining up for them. Um but right, yeah. just on that Angus, when you're looking kind of briefly back at the Tipperary game, when we had Tony Ogan, Bergatili on, they made the two strong points that What's killing Galway at the minute is slow starts and the delivery of the ball to the full forward line. Are those the kind of two big points that stand out to you about this Galway team at the minute? I mean, certainly the starts are, are an issue in both um, both halves. Yes, the last week caused caused big problems. Really, you know. Um, you know, I think I think they they tried in the second half to have a bit of variety towards the end, um, in terms of the delivery of the ball inside. But certainly in the first half, for long periods, like you know, the, the long direct ball into to trying to keep two lads inside, it certainly wasn't working. You know, and that's not to say it won't work, but um, it 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 didn't the last day. I mean, you'd Ronan Maher and a few other lads back there, like you know, they're going to love that just high dirty ball in on top of them all day long. You know. Galway, I think, trying to mix it with with the big lads and the small lads, and it's about finding that balance, really. You know, as, as Greg has said, they'll be really, really holding in on their style of playing you now for for Antrim Dublin because it's a good teams to practice against for for when you hit the real intensity, the real pressure, you know, the real heat that will come when when Limerick uh, come to town, really. You know what I mean? And I just feel Galway don't really sh- are not fully sure what's their best style yet, and I need to kind of work around it more. Is that from like we know Aiden O'Shea is in there, but is that coming from? Do you think Angus he has a philosophy he wants to play this way, and they're not really used to it, and they're kind of only getting used to him at the minute? I think so. I mean, that's there's always going to be a bidding in period. Um, nobody can question um Aiden O'Shea and and the. I suppose there's a space that he managed to create for any of the teams he was involved in up front. I mean, it was a dream for, for some of the tip forwards there for long periods, like the way they, they uh, created space themselves. So I suppose they'll be working on patterns of play to, to try and create that for Galway. It won't happen overnight. Um, but they have two good good opportunities now to try and work it to, I suppose, then see how it really fares out when, when Limerick hit them. How do we go about fixing this, Craig? Like we still have the players capable of doing it anyway, that's for sure. Like the, the, the few that I mentioned there, and like if you look at 
as Nang said, getting the ball into the space there inside. Like you still have Wheelo in there, like Sean. In you know, all fairness to Wheelo, he was gone away for two or three months, so he's he's still only finding his feet after coming back. And he's did he, like he caused enough of, of trouble trouble for Michael Breen the last day. Um so and like you've been come back inside there. So when Brian comes back in there and Connor, you still have two of the most dangerous forwards inside. It's about how you get that ball in there. I think our biggest problem still at the minute is um puck outs. I think puck out is a major problem at the minute. Um I think is, back in Is that sorry, not having a ball winner in the half forward line at the minute? I think it's a, it's a lot to do with it, yeah. Like I, I think when you look back at a few years ago when when Johnny was there or Joe was there or even Joey Cooney was up there in the wing or Niall Burke was there, you had to go to men all the time and you know, if one wasn't working, you could shuffle to the other. I think at the minute they're, they're just caught in a rock and a hard place. They don't know exactly what they're doing. And because of such a change of personnel there every day that you might have Tom on there, Keenan could be up there, but he could be back in the back. Like, it's always changing. I think they need to find a formula that's going to work on the puck outs because puck outs is such a big part of the game at the minute now and it's so much possession primary possession comes from puck outs that they need to find what they're going to do there they need to get a ball winner in the half hour line I know Joey Cooney's back training he'll be massive like get like get get to know what they're going to do with that are they going to go short are they going to work it out short like they did, they did last year against Tipperary in the quarter final Darren, Darren got a lot of ball short Jack got a lot of ball short he worked it up the lines Ball went in quick. It worked very well against Tipperary in the quarterfinal last year, but then didn't work as well against Limerick. So they need to be able to do that. And I'm sure Eamon O'Shea, as you said, is his own imprint on that and Henry's his own ideas. But I think that's a lot of what's letting us down at the minute. And going back to Angus's point, we always start slow at the minute and it's a problem. Third quarter, they're slower the blocks. And I think they're, they're just they're lacking the finishers there as well at the minute. I think that's what they need to do over Antrim and Dublin the next day. Chalk down with two or three lads that are going to be big players when it comes to the Limericks and it comes to later on the championship that you can use these lads when it's five, ten minutes to go that the Niall Burks or the Jason Flynn's or whatever the past that when they come on that they're going to be able to finish games here. I think go oh, I need to find two or three of those and I think they're there. Like Gavin Lee now is really stepping up I think um, again this year which is great to see his 20s put on a bit of size he's bulked up and he's won definitely I think um, over the last five or six weeks with put his hand up as an example to push on and I think they find need to find another two or three of those, like maybe Jamie Ryan or someone like that, that's going to push on and be a finisher when it comes to like because Limerick have those players that can come on and they can just finish games. And I think that's they're the standard setters. I think you need to get to that. I think that's what they need to work on over the next couple of weeks in training and the likes of the two matches and really focus in on hitting Limerick with their game plan, whatever to be then for the year. Just on a point Craig touches on there, Angus. The ball winners in the half forward line. Who are those ball winners in the half forward line, particularly at ten and twelve, for the puckouts that you want to see that can be an option? Well, I suppose as Craig had said, he named out some of the guys there, um, who who are your, your main options. I mean, you know, we don't have settled enough a team. I think I think you need to be mixing it up to a degree in terms of the personnel that are there. If if you if you just keep Conor Coney at twelve and keep poking ball and down top of him, I mean teams are going to read it, you know. So I think I think lads need to be interchanging in terms of being an option. Um, you the, the same guys that Greg had named out there, really. You know, your Joe Cooney's, your Conor Cooney's, your even Whelan isn't bad now under a puckout if he comes out under it. Like um, Keenan, if he pushes up there, you know, is definitely an option. So I suppose that that's who you're looking at, really. I mean. 
Tom Monahan, Aaron Nyland, these these guys aren't primary ball winners. They're more on on the on the breaks and on on the you know the, the the ball on the ground. So it's about mixing it up. John Cooney as well, I suppose, didn't really have a that productive of a game the last day. But I mean, he's going to be given the opportunity. He's played every game in the Walsh Cup. I think he he he's really got to put his hand up and start you know winning primary ball. He won one or two the last day, but that they're the guys really, uh, Paul. To answer your question, that are, that are going to be you know Galway's main ball winners if if. They're going playing that strategy of hitting the half forward line directly from Bogots. So, do you see Joseph Moore as a forward this year than a back? I don't think we need him in the back. To be honest with you, um, I mean they put him put him last year. He he played very well against Limerick last year, but I think I think he's more effective up 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 the field this moment. How do you see that, Craig? Yeah, I think so as well. I think you you need him in the half forward line, like along with Connor and. And Joseph, like they're two big ball winners, and always have been. Like you, you need that option. Look at every look, like in the game we play now. Every ball is not going to be lamped down in the half forward line and see how it goes. That's gone. Like, but there is going to be definitely 20-25 percent of your puckouts, thirty percent of your puckouts. It's going to be route one where you're going to have to go to half forward or go to centre forward and try and win it. Primary possession, and then as Angus said, you've Tom Mon and you've Ronnie Glennon, or you've ever coming on to break and ball or even. But um, like like they can if you. But that's the quarter final against Tipperary last year. Jack and Darren and Dahi got so much ball from short puckouts, and it wasn't played that way. But there was a per- period of time then where Tipperary pushed, and you have to go along. So I think that op- that option has to be there. Like you have to be able to give that long ball, um, and I think it's just something that we, we really need to work on. But yeah, going back to Joseph, no, I think he needs to be half forward, and I think you need to really settle in now when you're six backs again. Like whether that's going to be push Dahi in full back. Uh, John, just like he's the best fullback around. Just on that, who's your who's your three and six? Because I'm I'm just intrigued at the minute because the amount of options we have at the minute. You have Dahi, you have Teaser Brennan, you have Fintan, you have Shane Cooney, you have Garrows Mack. Yeah, like like the, there's loads of options. Like Fintan is brilliant at three. Uh, Shane has been very good at six. Porrick's played six. Dahi's played obviously three and six. Um, I think at the minute like Porrick or Shane in six then the other in five or whatever it may be and I think I think we just need to reset with Dahi full back I don't know whether he likes it or not now but um, I just put him in a full back there like he's the best around at it like he's I think the team is so much more stable and I think they're, they're, they're an awful lot more confident when he is playing six three and like I'm sure Aina however Daryl whoever's in goals is more confident they're talking around they're not confident lads in front of them but they're just so assured with Dahi because he's done it for 10 years now and whatever he is, four or five year old star in a row. Like he, he just knows how to do it. Like So I start with Dahi, start from the very start, put Dahi three and then work your six backs around it, whether that's Porrick or Shane at six or Benton at five or whatever it may be and um, work around it. And I think as Angus said, you don't need Joseph there. I think you can work around that. Like and You're going to have Darren, you're going to have Jack in the corners and try and get that ready for the Limerick game. Then like try and or even the doubling game to a certain degree have that ready so that as Inga said you can set and you're not going to have the same team every time every game you go like but from the first round of the championship to the quarter final there's going to be very many changes in the actual team like you might have two or three changes so get to play a game structured in like um, and I think that look at like Rowan Glennon is flying at their wing back for the last year or two as well they're going to have loads of options How do you see the spine of the defence Inga's um, as as Greg had said it there, um, you know, uh, like it, 
in the day, if Dahi's in the full back line, he mightn't necessarily be there because who's playing three in the forward line now, you know? So mm. I mean he he's a real danger for the opposition. Like if he if he if he gets ball and travels, he can score, you know, he, he scored goals last year and I, I know he was six at that stage, but um I I, I play him at I play him at three, to be honest. Yeah, and, and uh either Shane, Shane Cooney probably then centre back. I know Shane probably didn't have a great game the last day, but yeah, he he's probably the best club number six in the in the county, like so. Um, that's that's why I go for there. Is Shane's biggest thing that he hasn't played enough games at six for God? Probably needs a bit of time to adjust. I mean, there is a difference between club and county, definitely. Um, you know, and he he had a, he had an injury then last year as well, and probably you know very eager to impress, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, I'm not to say he's a problem. I mean, he played for him to be well the last day, but. Yeah, look, if he gets a good run of two or three games, you know, without injury, um, he's certainly shown in the past that he's that he's capable of of holding down that position. Yeah, it just, it just seems like he needs games at six because I know he's played in the past in the corner. Is that a hard thing to do, Craig, at intercounty level to go from six? Because we know in the past Shane Cooney has played in cornerback for Goa. Like he hasn't played a lot of games at six for Goa. It's, it's two totally different, different positions where the game's gone. Like one time when it was six on six, man for man, it, it was it'd be similar enough position. Like you know, you might do a bit more hurling at six, but like the way, the way if you're playing at two or four now, you're more than likely going to be man marking a man for the whole game. Like if you look at Jack or Darren, they'll be more than likely man marking a man. Whereas if you're playing at six now, you could be a sweeper. You could be the your if you're playing two inside, full back and uh, full forward could be out on top of you. You could be playing uh, if the, if it's a Roman eleven, the eleven could be falling back into the, his own half back line or full back line when the ball is back there. He could be bombing on forward, might have to pick him up. So it's a totally different game. Like and look at I think with Shane, like th- there's no doubt in Shane's capability. Like as as Inga said, like he's he's six county medals in a row there with Thomas's. He's he's the best centre back in the county for the last numerous years. There's no doubt in his quality. I think it's just to get more game time at that. Intercounty stage because of his injury last year, etc. Um, it's just a, it's a different it's a different game. Angus, I tell you, there it's a different game playing intercounty than club. Um, and like it's not always the case that a good club hurler would be a good county hurler. Like there's loads of cases where people there's hurlers actually better county hurlers than they are club hurlers. Um, so look at like, but there's no one doubt in Shane. I think Shane is more than capable of stepping up this year. Um, and get a run of form there at six, he he'd be as good as anyone. Like. Um, no more than Connor. Like it was great to see Connor back playing well again the last. Year. Like you know, people were doubting Connor towards the end of last year with his county career. Like and like you no know, better man to step up to the plate and, and prove prove doubters wrong. And he, I thought he was very good the last day again. And it's great to see him back playing playing well for Boy. Is there a battle on at the minute between Aina and Derek? Because Derek in the first two games, like is. Maybe we haven't had the ball winners, but alone his distribution from open play has been outstanding. Is, is there a real battle like this year between Derek and Aina where it's going to go right down to the wire of who wears this number one jersey? I think so. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's it's healthy and it's very good for 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 it to be a battle. And I think that Derek's more than capable as well of um stepping up this stage. Um, he's been three years there now where he's been sixteen and. Like any time I know Ian was injured and, and missing there in the last two years and when he stood up he did very well. So 
Um, look, they're, they're they're different goalies. Um, Derek is more like a, Derek's played an awful lot more outfield with with our dry and down through the years, so he probably understands a bit more in regards to the distribution that way. Um, like Ian is probably a bit more flexible and so he can go for stopping and stuff like that. Derek's puck is probably a bit longer. Um, they've both their own qualities, but I think it's it's right up there now for for discussion. I think that like give the both more opportunities over the next couple of games and let the best man win. Then I think. And I think that Derek, but I do think Derek is more than capable of stepping in um, to the role this year. Who's playing in goal this year for you, Angus? I, I don't know. I'd just like them to pick one, to be honest with you. Um, I know as backs, like, you know, having a different fellow behind you every week is, is not ideal. Um, and even for forwards, you know, working patterns and getting used to puck outs, etc. Um, I just I just feel like if, if, if you feel a fella is safe, Safe is the number one. Safe doesn't be letting in soft goals, you know. Then, then you look at the distribution, uh, and then to, to me, third is a shot stopping because, you know, if a fella gets inside an inter county one on one and he scores, you know what I mean. You, you, we don't have an Owen Murphy like. So, uh, what I mean to say is, you know, if a fella is safe, you know, it, even the crowd or any everyone, nobody bats an eyelid if there's a high ball coming in or anything that he's. He's solid. Nobody's any worries. He's not going to make any stupid mistakes, give away a goal, not come out when he's not supposed to come out and vice versa. You know, just somebody who's a good pair of hands and then has a decent book out just to pick them and stick with them. That's what I think we should be doing. When you mention the words pick and, and stick with them, daring is, would you like to see more of a settled team this weekend? I don't think they'll have a second team this again, but honest with you, um, you know, th- th- there's still the opportunity to 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 give lads game time, um, you know, that they want to give, that they want to get 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 a look at, um, but certainly from the Dublin game to the Limerick game, I, we we need to start as Greg had said earlier, they're trying to get closer to our championship team, you know, at the moment, you know, that there's the best one in the world. Is that going to be our championship team? No, it's not because there's so many fellas come back, etc. So, um, from from the Dublin game on, I think we need to just try and get a bit of a closer to our 15, 17, 18 guys, you know. Just on this, Craig, because we're going to enter them this weekend. It's a game we absolutely should be expecting to win, but this trip does come with its challenges like Corrigan Park for people who aren't aware it's in the back of a housing estate there's mountains around it it's like if you don't get off to a good start here this trip can become really really uncomfortable yeah and, and it has it has been uncomfortable for for um teams this year more than two weeks ago so like yeah it will be like and the, the expectation will be that Antrim will go full steam ahead for this game and cause trouble early and like if we're slow starting again, I know Michal had a bit of trouble up there, like with Dublin, and like you know, it's it's it will be the same route if we don't. I think you need to score early and get off to a quick start. As Angus said, we've been starting slow there for the last couple of games, and and has been a problem for the last year or two. I think get off mark early, put it to bed early if possible at all. <clears throat> I know that's easier said than done, but if you had it early, put it to bed early. But start the second half, didn't start. John, given look at. Being honest, I think it's the last opportunity to really show the French players a chance, put their hands up. I think you need to be aiming towards the Dublin game of 
having as many of your starters back onto the team. You won't have them all back. That needs to be the Limerick game where possible. But like I think this weekend is good. If you, I think Henry's going to be getting the start up, get the scores up early, if at all possible. Be well ahead in the second half that you can bring on the rest of the French players, give them every chance they have, then show their, show show themselves for the la- the last two games, and um and stake their place. But uh, no, it won't be easy at all. Not not at all. Like they've been they've been making great strides over the last three or four years up there. Um, Antrim Hurland, so they they won't fear Galway going up there at all the weekend. Have Edie ever played up here? Not not in Corrigan Park, but played in Casement Park. All right, yeah. Um, it it it's a tough place to go. It's it's you know it's three and a half hour drive from Galway Corrigan Park, and uh, uh, they they in reality look. They I watched the Dublin game. They should have beaten Dublin. I mean, after the seventy first minute there, they were point up and. Only for their their poor unfortunate goal, he dropped the ball. They probably would have won the game, you know. Um, so they they they, they seem to have a good brand hurling. They 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 have a couple of very very good intercounty players now. Connell Cunning, Paddy Burke, you know, Paddy Burke on Whelan now will be will be a good uh, a good battle, I would imagine. Um, so you know, as I said, as Greg said, sorry, a good start. Get get the get the scoreboard going. Um, a lot of teams have had trouble up here. Kilkenny had trouble. Wexford had trouble. Dublin yeah. had trouble. So, Clare only lost up here a couple of years ago. Yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and they seem to see this place as a bit of a fortress. Probably why they're bringing you, as you said, into the back of a housing estate. Probably bad <laughs> restrooms and uh, no place to warm up. Or you know what I mean. They pull every trick they can to try and give themselves an advantage. Um, but uh, as Greg had said, I think you know. If we're going anywhere this year, we still need to be coming out with a victory. I suppose the one thing about Andrew is they're down a lot of bodies uh, compared to previous years. Neil McManus obviously retired, but then to lose Keelan Malloy, uh, Donald Nugent, and Ryan Elliott—they're just players Antrim can't really be losing. Yeah, I mean they're they're intercounty standard players. You know what I mean? Especially you know McManus was a real. Figurehead for them, you know, he 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 was their go-to man on puck outs or or you know when they really needed to score, he was the man that, that they sought out like, and and it was the same with his club this year, um, bringing bringing the game to extra time. So, yeah, look, they, they still have a good team now from what I seen the last day against Dublin. That they, they will cause Galway trouble for a while. I have absolutely have no doubt about that. And it, uh, Darren Gleeson was, you could see him after the game. He was absolutely disgusted to lose that game. Uh, the look on his face said it all. Really, he he just felt that they had it and and they did have it. So I mean, can they use that hurt and anger to go after Galway? Absolutely. So I think we need to to go there with the right frame of mind and um, deliver performance. What's the main thing you'd be looking for this weekend now, Craig? I think that the the players that have been given opportunity for the last couple of weeks, I think they need to stand up now. I think they need to be just really, really stand up. I think that's um like you're going to get your eight out of ten or your nine out of ten out of the likes of Wheelow and Porrick and and all these lads that have been there for the last couple of years. Um but you know, you, I just think that the lads that that want to really show for the next couple of weeks that aren't going to be guaranteed starters, I want I just I'd hope they really stand up. Um in the likes of Jason Flynn there and OJ has been starting there the last couple of games like for the likes of him the Jamie Ryans who've been on the fringe there the Tierney Killeens these type of lads that when they get their chance this weekend that 
they're not looking around at Evan or looking around at Connor or Dahi or Horik to, to be leading, that they stand up and and um stake their place. I said to you earlier on, just stake your place for the Dublin game that they that you leave Henry with no illusion that you can't. You, you have to give give you a jersey for the Dublin game. And I hope to do that. I hope to start early. I hope to give a chance to I hope they're not in a dog fight with five minutes to go like Dublin or that that'd be just that wouldn't be good for for the for the rest of the league if that was the case. Are Liam Collins and Jane and Killeen now two players who get their chances this weekend. Sorry, who was the first one you said? Tiernan? Tiernan and Liam Collins. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I think so, yeah. I think it's made for the likes of those. Um, and like I said, they're the two examples there, you no know, prime examples of lads that really need to <clears throat> just stand up. Um, like Tiernan Killeen now, it's his second year. Um, the more than Gavin Lee, he's, he's bulked up, he's put on a bit of size. I think he's loads of potential. Well, well capable of, of stepping up to the plate. Um, and as, look, I spoke with Liam Collins here a few times before. Very, very talented hurler. Came across him a few times in the last uh, few years of club. He has it all, but um, he just needs to really get used to Intercounty now. Intercounty is a different level. The, the rough and tough it, and no better place to Zing set to up uh, than up against Antrim the next day. That'd be a good experience for him. So they're, the, they're two key players there now like, who really need to step up the next day and take a claim for the Dublin game. Anyone else you'd like to see Angus to see it? Um, like you know, just just not necessarily to name names, like, but I mean, the, the, you can pick the, the the seven or eight main Galway lads: the Park Manions, Carl Manions, Joe Cooney's, Di Brooks, Connor Cooney's, Connor Whelan's, Brian Concannon's. Like these guys are going to be there. Like it, it's about the the supporting cast, really, and um. You know who is going to hold on to the jersey? As Greg said, if you play well this week, I mean they, they can't drop you the next day. So it's up to yourself then to hold on to the jersey then the next day against Dublin. And if you do that, you know you're you're really going to test yourself then against Limerick, and that'll really show you whether you're suited to intercounty hurling or or not. So I mean, um, there's no yeah. I just hope that the lads that that get given the opportunity, you know, do their do their best and and I suppose show whether or not they're up to this level or not. Just on that, Angus, Henry's been very vocal that he wants to get to the league semi-final. He wants to get to the knockout stages. If we are to win this one, which all going well, we should, but you can't take Andrew for granted either this weekend because you're going into a tough battle. But do you still think that aim is is here for Galway? I don't see why not. I mean, I, I believe Galway should, should be going all out for the league final or league to be honest with you I mean somebody posed the question the last day I mean what is success this year for Galway you know is, is it a Leinster title do we think they're going to win the All-Ireland is it to win the league you know what what is going to be success for the Galway hurlers obviously win the All-Ireland but you know do we firmly believe they can they can take Clare or Limerick who were probably the top two at the moment we don't know the answer to that, really, if we're honest about it, uh, based on performances. I, I believe they have the potential, yes, but the, have they shown it? Probably not. So, to me, you should be going out with the winning mentality to go to win everything. To, to, there's no, there isn't enough of games, really, to be trying to peak and trough, in my opinion. You should you should go for everything here. It's like almost like a sprint season to a degree with a bit of a, 
a lull in the middle there where you can maybe pick a championship game or two that you, you're, you're tapering down for. But to me, I don't see why. Galway need all the tough games they can get. So go all out for the league. What success for you, Craig, for Galway this year? I agree with Angus. Like, I think that, like, to ask the question that Angus asked, are Galway good enough to be clear in Limerick? They're the two standard bears at the minute, but Limerick in particular, and clear not far behind them. They're number two. We don't know that question. Like, and like the, the, I suppose it's been brought to many panels over the last two or three years who's good enough to challenge Limerick and our names of Galway has always been thrown in the hat that they're physically strong enough and they're, they're they're able to match them in so many stakes, but yet they haven't been and they've come up short in semi-finals when they should have won. And I think that the culture at the minute within the group needs to be a winning culture. If that starts with the league, then go go and win the league and create that culture that it's winning. And without doubt, and I know this has been said in the last two or three years, Galway have to win Leinster this year. Like I think the whole the whole year was turned in its head last year when they didn't beat Kenny in the Leinster final. And I think it was the demeanour of the loss that really got to them like and the fact that it was they were in control of that game for so such long periods and and in particular in the last 30 seconds and to lose the way they, they did just set the tone badly for the yeah they went on and won the quarter final against supported Prairie team but it just they went down badly against Limerick in the semi-final been opposed to the years before and I think that we they need to get that culture back that was there years ago where go out and win the league, get that winning mentality, go out and win Leinster, which you should be doing anyway, and good enough and capable of winning Leinster. Um, and then that gets the culture back and that gets the mentality then like, that. yeah, if we come across Kilkenny or anything like that or like, like a Kilkenny in the Leinster final, we can beat them in the Leinster final, we beat them in the semi-final or final if we get them. I think that has to be the way, like, and what is successful Galway this year? It's a great question. Um, to me, like, if, if Galway won a Leinster championship, Maybe a league, but if they won a Leinster Championship and got, their, got to an Ireland Ireland final, that'd be a successful year, considering all the players are ble- bleeding through. Albeit, I know most Galway supporters would be not successful in them in their Ireland, but um, I just think it's it's absolutely just like it goes without saying. Galway have to win the Leinster, and I throw the league in the hat as well. Why not win the league as well? We mentioned it earlier, Angus, like to bring Everton down to that Limerick game. So if we win, if we beat here, Antrim and Dublin, in all likelihood, it's going to be between ourselves and Limerick, possibly for that final spot. But then it depends what happens between Tipperary and Limerick. They're obviously still yet to play. But that just seems like a perfect situation for Goa to be in because you could be in this situation in your last round of the league where it's nearly like a league quarterfinal against Limerick. Yeah, I mean, you you want to play the best, and you want to play the best when there's something on the line. Um, so you know, I I I hope to be honest, Limerick didn't really shoot the lights out. Now I know that they have a lot a lot of players missing, but they you know they struggled for a period against Westmead. They probably are a bit behind in terms of their training. They usually are around this time of the year. Um, you know, there's lads still off on holidays and whatever else. So, um. And then the, the you know the, the issue of the court cases and all that probably isn't isn't helping things in in uh, in terms of their training block. So 
I hope the tip beat them and that it's all on the line against Limerick. Uh, it'll really, you know, fire up Limerick even more. There's nothing better than a Limerick team backs against the wall where you're challenged to the pin of your collar to try and beat them then, you know, where there's something really on the line. So it depends. Like Limerick might even be going for the league either. They might just say, no, we're going to train through this. We're not We're not really going after it. But um, I suppose we'll see what Limerick are at when they're playing tip, to be honest. Just finally then, before we do finish, on a prediction for Galway Antrim, Craig, how how do you expect it to go this weekend? I'd expect Galway to win um, by at least 8 to 10 points. I think there there has to be a bounce back after the temporary game. I think there there needs to be a kick off these players. I'd expect a few more of the big guns to be back. Not if, if one or two, maybe you know, a few more lads there in the fringe that haven't got game time. Particular said eight or there eight or two. He like I think he might see game time the next day. Uh, a few more fringe players there might see game time. That might be their last opportunity. Like he Manny there, I seen him on the subs last day. He yeah. could get a run the corner back the next day. Players like him, um, just that you know, this is their shot now to really stake a place. Um, so I'd expect a few lads like that to really push on. But um, I just come back to the Limerick point there. Like I'd be very shocked if Limerick weren't lining up this game against Galway as well as their go-to match, get things going for the year. Um, John, they were very lucky against Westmeath the last day, played poorly. Um, but it, as they're missing so many players that they're probably doing enough in the background to say, right, let's aim for the Galway match. It's down at home, get a big crowd and get the year started from that game. So um, that's my opinion on that. How do you expect us to get on, I suppose? Like, Ings, obviously, we expect a result here, like all Galway fans, but how do you see it in Bolton? I don't know, really. Do you see the team picks? Um, and just yeah. looking at the weather there, it's almost actually quite cold. Um, it's like four degrees on Sunday during the day, so that, that won't help matters. Um, but, and again, it's promised dry, though. So hopefully, you know, go go. We can can uh, put some patterns of play together, you know, and, and get some good scores. Be solid at the back, um. But it won't be easy. I don't see. I don't see a ten point win now. But you know, I'd be happy enough if we got out of there with four or five points to spare. Be honest with you. Yeah, like this. This Corrigan Park is going to bring its um challenges this weekend. Just before we do uh, finish, Angus, have you got many offers for club jobs? No, so no. demand at all, Paul. <laughs> that I want us. <laughs> a few phone calls, are right? But uh, no, nothing, nothing tempting. Greg, for yourself, back for another year. Back for another year, yeah, yeah. I'd say going until the body won't let me in. Here, so, yeah, no, look at that. Yeah, looking forward to come back, back doing it again. Keep up the young lads. Are you back or forward this year? <laughs> we'll have to see how the body moves when we go back playing league it could be on goals for all I know but Gavin outfield or something like that but uh, no, we'll see how it goes could be going out towards the sideline as well with number 16 or 17 when we're back <laughs> yeah no there is uh, a lot of movement um, going around with a lot of club jobs um, at the minute and we'll have something up on our social media uh, later in the week uh, with all the club managers over the various teams this year but uh, that's all uh, we do have time for on today's podcast uh, thanks to Angus and Craig for coming on